Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Tuesday, November 9th. Um, yesterday, uh, we had a lot of green ink, uh, enough to get us, I think, to some new highs. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a moment. Before he does, uh, let me remind you that uh, we want to help you develop your core retirement design so that you can have the retirement you always dreamed of. So give us a call for that, 863-382-0037. That is our trademark core retirement design process to lead you into and through retirement. With that, we've got Dave coming up next and looking forward to our conversation today. Now, 21 before 9. This time, check in and find out what your money's doing to you this morning on Wall Street. To do that, every time we humanly can, we go to experts and the expert du jour is Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dave. How you doing well today? Uh, the week is off to, I would say, a halfway decent start after yesterday. Kind of looks like it. I like seeing green ink Dow up 104 points yesterday. Standard and Poor's up by four. NASDAQ up by 10 and three quarters. And those are kind of the numbers when you look at, you know, seven, you know, seven one hundreds, nine one hundreds of a percent, a quarter of a percent max. That almost seems like a normal day on Wall Street. And you feel a little bit better about that because those are gains that you figure might be something you can hold on to. Well, that's true. It's, you know, slow and steady is what most people really like to see instead of those jerky, herky ups and downs as we have seen in the past here. Exactly. Every time we see one of those 500 point drops in the Dow, we say, well, it's going to bounce back somewhere. You don't know how. And, you know, ditto for the 500-point jumps up. You figure this can't sustain it. You're going to take it back later. You know, you start going up by a quarter of a percent in a day. You kind of say, okay, fine. That's a fair reevaluation of the marketplace, and you can live with it. Then we get up to this morning, and we get inflation news out of the government. This is the day they put out the producer price index numbers. Uh, the month-over-month numbers actually weren't all that bad compared to what they were expecting. And I say everything's compared. October, the the PPI, up six-tenths of a percent. That was what the government expected. Uh, The core, once you get rid of elective stuff like food and energy, uh, they expected a half a percent. It was only, quote and unquote, up four-tenths of a percent. But lordy, lordy, I look at the annual rate of producer inflation, and that translates into us on the grocery store and department store shelves, 8.6%. Yeah, that's that's a huge number, Dave. And that is actually um, tied for the highest ever increase October through October, uh, 8.6% wholesale prices. That's why we're seeing what we're seeing across the board in retail. Yep. Uh, uh, Jimmy Carter, where are you? I mean, you know. <laughs> I, bet, I bet that's the last time we saw 8.6%. I think so, when we had the uh, stagflation, when the term got invented back in the late 70s and early 80s. It was during the Carter years, and there was numbers like this that got Reagan elected in 82. Exactly, exactly. So we continue to see this, and, uh, y- you know, I, there's got to be, and again, I think probably some of it's supply chain, but but how much of that supply chain inflation is going to just stay with us? I, I My feeling is a lot of it is just going to stick around because, hey, once prices go up, it is hard to get prices to go back down. Well, I was going to 
say, I mean, you know, it's, it's almost an economic truism that price increases are a ratcheting effect. They go up for reasons that might be transitory, but it's, it's a ratchet. You know, they're stuck there once they're there. I mean, we can tame inflation and it might go down, but the price levels, they ain't going to fall back to where they were. No, absolutely not. So, so there's going to be more inflation because, right, we got to pay people more so that they can afford to continue to live, which this just kind of can, continues that ball rolling down the, the, the hill. Which, once again, gets into the notion of that term of stagflation that we're kind of producing. Uh, you know, it, it always sounds tacky when we say it because there's a whole lot of people on hard times in the world, but really the problem is we got too much money chasing around too few goods, starting out with the supply chain. That jumps the prices up so the people that are working need more money to offset it, and uh, that's called a spiral, right? Uh, that's right, and we're going to continue to see that spiral until somebody steps up to the plate and gets it fixed. And we're gonna we can fix it one of two different ways by fiscal policy or by monetary policy. The Fed kind of laid out their plan on monetary policy, but I can't help but wonder if they got bags over their heads saying that they think this whole mess is transitory because they basically said they're not planning on doing anything until next year. Yeah, I know, and you and I both agree that's um, we, we just can't we scrape we scratch our heads and try to figure out what are they thinking. Absolutely. I cannot, cannot understand what's going through their mind. But at the very least, them be the facts. 8.6% producer price index numbers. When we get the, the CPI out, pretty good since we're going to see numbers in similar tags about a month from now. Uh, among the other tidbits of news we got out there, I mean, you were, you were excited by this. And when I went over the pre-market trading, I understand why. Holy crud, General Electric is suddenly a golden boy in the stock market, and I wouldn't have put a plug nickel on that happening a year ago. Yeah, I know. So you got to figure out why. What's different with General Electric? What's happening there? Um, the old golden child, not so golden anymore, but they announced that they're going to split their company into three publicly traded entities. Um, they're going to focus one on aviation, one on healthcare, and one on energy. I will tell you, and, and they expect the first one, healthcare to get spun off in early 2023 and energy getting spun off in early 2024. So uh, the stock price is uh, loving it right now. It's up, uh, getting close to 6%, Dave. Yeah, I was going to say it's a big increase. And I first time I'd seen General Electric, you know, showing up on my big mover list. Last time I paid attention to them, they were about half that $117 share price they're at right now. That company is dang near recovered into reality, isn't it? Well, let's, let's just remember, Dave, that they did have a 10-for-1 reverse split. Ah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't think they went from 15 to, to 115. No, 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 sir. There was a 10% reverse stock split. Okay, I, compl I completely forgot that part because I remember them being $15, $20 a share. And it's okay, fine. Well, they've been recovering. But I look at them now at 117 and kind of go, what the hey? Yeah, but still. They, they didn't recover that much, Dave. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're on NASDAQ, that doesn't happen, right? That's right. Yeah, that's, that's just, those are some crazy numbers. And, and you, you of course, you always like to find the humor in these stock deals. So uh, Robinhood kind of caught your attention this morning, didn't it? It most certainly did. Robinhood, the people that were uh, manipulating stock prices for political and uh, other altruistic, so they said, reasons. Now they're saying, oops, our list of email addresses got hacked in a status security incident. My gosh, what a terrible thing to happen, huh? 
Well, yeah, and anytime stuff like that happens, it does affect the stock price. Uh, so they are getting hammered a little bit this morning, down a little over 3%. Is that all? That's all. That's all. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's not like I play villains and uh, heroes all the time, but seeing those guys, the way they were manipulating stocks like AMC and uh, GameStop and the like, seeing that company get whacked a little bit doesn't really hurt my feelings all that much. I knew it didn't. I knew it didn't. <laughs> I just am impatient with troublemakers. Hey, earnings season continues, and I know you got a few of them this morning, don't you? We do. We do. So let's uh, hit, I guess, a couple of really big names first. And the first one would be PayPal. So PayPal uh, reported uh, last night, and they uh, they missed. Uh, they, mm. they missed on revenue uh, by about uh, well, I don't know. They're expected to come in at six point two three billion. It came in at six point one eight billion. So that was short. Um, their uh, their earnings were. Uh, I didn't see actually what their earnings per share were, but I know that their uh, their forecast for the fourth quarter was very disappointing to the uh, to the analysts. So uh, so that is having an impact on PayPal down six and a quarter percent right now. Wow. Yeah, they, yeah. As I think about them, they're, they're one of those high-tech dinosaurs. They were doing money transfers over the web before it was cool. Now all of a sudden you can do it with your cell phone and your bank app. I kind of I was trying to figure out whether or not they were even going to survive. But when I hear sales numbers in the billions, they've got plenty there to fix, don't they? Yeah, they do. And I think that that most of PayPal is, um, you know, it's it's used online. So it protects you know, people's credit card information, that kind of stuff. They just use their PayPal account and decide whether they want to come out of the bank account or their credit card. And so that, I think, is their big, uh, a big plus right now. Obviously, they still have a platform that people are using. Like I say, they're kind of a high-tech dinosaur on the money transfer side, though, aren't they? Yeah, they, they, they for that standpoint, they are. Then we had TripAdvisor, back to the trip stuff uh, and travel. Um, they missed on earnings uh, and they missed on uh, on revenue, especially. Um, so, the, you know, they were expected to come in at like 24 cents a share. They actually came in at 16. They're about uh, a million short of revenue. So not not good for them this quarter. They're trading down 9.2% right now. Wow. Yeah. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a bunch of financial concerns on my on my big loser list this morning. I think there's a lot of sector cost going on here, too. Uh, and that could well be. I want to point out now, the last two and a half of you is a big winner and a big loser. So let's look at the big loser first. Smile Direct Club. You know, they, they do the Invisalign digital dentistry type stuff. Um, mm. They had weaker than expected quarterly results. Uh, they missed by um, a little over $40 million in revenue, and they missed on earnings as well. So, uh, you know, that's not, not, a good, not a good combination. Uh, and they're not an expensive stock either. I mean, they closed yesterday at $5.25. They are down right now 23.6%, Dave. Um, they will open at a new 52-week low right now of about $4.01 a share if they continue at the rate they're going right now. Holy crud. I wonder, I wonder if that's an indication that tinsel teeth are back in style. Yeah, I don't know, but being down almost 24%, that's a big deal. No kidding. So now, my big, big winner, 
huh? The big winner is, and I, I really hadn't heard of this company, Roblox. And they are a, uh, a gaming platform, online gaming platform. So uh, I'm assuming gaming is not like playing games. I think it's like betting money, um, that type of gaming. They uh, they had a really good quarter. They they beat by a couple million on revenue. Um, they beat on better than expected quarterly results. I think they were actually expected to lose money and instead they made money. Um, so they are the exact opposite of Smile Direct. They are actually trading up this morning, 28%. They closed wow. yesterday at 77. And right now they would open at $98 a share. And now I finally have an idea what they do. I keep getting paid ads for Roblox stuff on the front page of my Amazon app. Didn't know what the Sam Hill it was and didn't care. Now I know what they're actually trying to sell me. Yeah, they want and you to go place a few wagers here and there. Yeah, I'm just yeah, Now I know I'm not interested, so I won't go. <laughs> Setting the table, it was a modest up day yesterday, and uh, we got some interesting swings and some economic news that what well, we may have expected it, we didn't really want it. How are we going 45 minutes before the uh, markets open today, Philip? It's a little mix. The Dow is giving back some money um, down about $54 or oh, between uh, a tenth and, a, and two tenths of a percent down. The, uh, the S&P 500 is flat. I mean, it's up almost $2. That's basically flat right now. And the NASDAQ is up about a third of a percent. So it's the big gainer right now looking at things. Looking at the commodity side, we've got silver falling about uh, – a tenth of a percent. We've got gold going up almost two tenths of a percent. We got gold. I mean, uh, we got the crude oil up almost two tenths of a percent to $82 and six cents a barrel right now. That feels like the same zip code we were in last day yesterday at this time, though. Uh, I think it's pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. I think it's that usual cyclical day-to-day thing, and we're somehow stabilizing a little. Overseas markets generally green ink on the Asia rim of the morning, but uh, this morning when they closed. European markets are a mixed bag this morning. Some are up, some are down, with no trend evident halfway through their day. Controlling my retirement income is darn near impossible, but controlling the risk in my funds is possible, Philip. How do I find you to get the risk under control? Devin, give us a call at 863. 863- 382-0037. And let's walk through our core retirement design, our process to make sure that you have the retirement you always dreamed of. You know, folks, the one thing I haven't mentioned lately is that you can find this broadcast on Facebook. We repost it almost every day back on Facebook. If you miss us, you can catch us there. Just look under Statler Financial Services and you'll follow us there. And then this weekend, join us for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730. And now you can catch us on 95.3 FM. All righty. I don't know when the Gator start time is on Saturday, so we may have an early start on Saturday morning, but I'll know for sure by tomorrow. Fair enough? Fair enough, man. You have a good one. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Be well, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Remember, call us and let's visit about core retirement design, our trademark process to make sure that you have the retirement you always dreamed of. And that number to get scheduled is 863-382-0037. Thanks for joining us today. Stay tuned. We'll talk again tomorrow. Bye now.